Our only job in every situation is to merely let go of our resistance to love. Hi, it's Jacqueline and welcome to Sound Body Wisdom. Today I'm going to be talking about love. And that quote, I just, I appreciate it so much. It's an anonymous quote that I found years ago and it really makes clear what I see as our dynamic with the essence of love. There really is so much more to this thing we call love. And in this podcast, I'm going to give you an overview with different insights, science, and then some things for you to experiment with on your own. Love is a force. It's, it's an energy and it's a life changer. The ability to give and receive it fully, it dwells within us. And yet each of us will only interact with it to varying degrees. In fact, because love is subjective, we'll each have a, a slightly different definition of it and then differing perspectives about it. But regardless of how we define it, we all know what it feels like when we experience it or the absence of it. Most often, we associate love with relationships to other people, but I also want to emphasize that love for oneself and created within oneself is equally important. It's this love that is the foundation for all other love. And it's this love that we can cultivate even in the absence of love from others. Love is our birthright, our power, and that which we can reclaim from any contrary conditioning we've experienced in our lives. This unconditioned love, it radiates from deep inside of us and it's from this unencumbered space of love that we can live most fully and vibrantly. The nature and power of love is its often overlooked or sort of brushed off as just like fluff. But as science advances, our ability to measure activities of the brain and the body in relation to things such as love, like we're beginning to actually see that it's biologically a part of our health and our well-being. And I'll explain more about the science behind it in a minute, but it's pretty incredible to realize that unconditioned love is a primary tool for living. I mean, not to mention it has a positive effect on the interconnectedness of society as a whole. Love without conditions, it can radically change how we feel, individually, but as a collective species. I don't think I know of anything, anything more powerful and capable of dissolving long-held patterns and habits of disconnect or limiting biases than love. So each day we greet life and we have no idea what's going to present itself, like what new possibilities or, or challenges. But even in the midst of the unknowns, we can choose to meet life with, with love and curiosity and compassion. We don't need to move the way that fear makes us move or, or travel the well-known path of our habits. We can choose something a little different and maybe less familiar that's rooted in unconditional love. How might you feel different if every moment was infused with that? So we begin with the source, which is you. You know, it amazes me that we put people on the moon 
and we have figured out how to split atoms, but yet we haven't learned how to be truly kind towards ourselves, loving ourselves every moment of the day. You know, we have all this technology and inventions, and somehow this has escaped us. And not only that, but we often don't think it's even possible to love ourselves without any conditions. So apparently, there's a widely held belief that this is reserved only for a, a special few people. But uh, I would like to politely disagree and, and feel wholeheartedly that loving ourselves in this way is each of our birthright. And, you know, we've just gotten a little off track. We, we lost the map, and now we can have an exploration to sort of reclaim it. Because honestly, if we're talking about superpowers, this is another one that we totally get to have. And yes, we have lots of layers and conditioning to the contrary. You know, because we've been taught this idea that there must be someone lesser than in order for someone to take the title of greater than. And we've distinguished most aspects of ourselves and others based on this, you know, sort of reckless pecking order. You know, as entrenched in this system as we are, it can really make it challenging to embrace qualities such as unconditional love. But we can do this. I know this may sound strange considering, you know, the current patterns of human thought and behavior, but we can go ahead and we can become trendsetters. So everything follows a thread back to how we feel in our own body, mind, and spirit. If we feel small, disempowered, or irrelevant in our lives, it becomes really seamless to perpetuate these qualities in society or towards others, towards ourselves. But imagine a world where each of us feels empowered with unconditional love and respect for oneself. I believe that this evolution is totally on the table for us as a species, that it is absolutely possible because I've witnessed and experienced it. And when we're able to live in a balance of love and compassion and empowerment, the world around us, our lives, it transforms. The ripple effect is profound. If we feel unconditioned love and respect for self, then this too will be perpetuated. It takes practice to unwind and shift the patterns that are in place. With awareness, intention, and practice, we can change factors we probably just assumed were mandatory for being human. Ways that we've, we've simply accepted because we, just, we learned them at a young age or because they're continuously modeled all around us. We need to be open to the possibility that we can change and be curious about what gets in our way of shifting our experience. Because we create our world through love. We change our lives through this love towards and within ourselves. So understanding what I mean by love, unconditioned love and, and self-love, it's really important because the word love is, it's, it's pretty high profile and heavy focus is put on the romantic version. So we need to, we need to experience love in its like full three-dimensional panoramic scope and and let it claim its rightful place deep within us. So what exactly do I mean by love? Well, 
It can mean many things to many people, and it's certainly a popular topic. It's something we're all familiar with, and yet the ability for us to experience unconditional love of self and others, it still seems to elude us a bit. So since love is actually very subjective and can become just a wee bit distorted, I thought I would just say a little bit more. The dictionary definition of unconditional love is affection with no limits or conditions. Complete love. Yeah, okay. So that seems straightforward enough, but I don't know. I still think it can feel a little unclear and, and lend to some confusion. So I think the best place to begin is with an investigation of self. So when you ask yourself what it means to love without any conditions or with any limits, what answers do you get? So ask yourself, what does it mean to love without any conditions or limits? Just notice what thoughts come to mind. How does your body feel, your heart feel? Do you think it's possible? And how have you personally given or received unconditional love? When you think of this love, are there any places that feel sticky or possible strings that are waiting just on the periphery to get attached to it? So yeah, what does it mean to love without conditions? And just notice what you notice. So there's no right or wrong answer, but simply your answer and your experience. Each of us will have such different ideas about it all, so just feel into what's authentic for you. And this is where we start. We start by building our awareness and, and asking questions. Love, compassion, and respect for oneself, they're deep powers we have within us. And even if we got off to a shaky start early in life, we now know we can totally rock out with building new beliefs and changing our neural wiring. We are designed to change, to grow, and adapt. Okay, so here's a bird's eye view. You know, we can talk about macronutrients and micronutrients and supplements and balanced meals and how much water to drink in a day, but self-love is one of the greatest nourishments that we have. You know, I, I realize that my writing often returns to or, or kind of boils down to this essential element, but truly it's because I feel like it underlies all things. You know, the, the love I'm speaking about, it's not merely some, some just warm and fuzzy version, but, but one that has all the elements of, you know, joy, sweat, and tears. It's not always convenient, and it's certainly not one-dimensional, but it's a building block that each of us has you know, lost or reclaimed with greater and lesser degree throughout our lives. It's an ingredient for health and well-being that's essential just as much as the air we breathe. Love in this sense is, it's not just an emotion, but rooted in thought, genetics, and the influences of history and experience. Love cannot be separated from these or isolated as just an emotion. It's part of our brain mapping you know, 
underlies most of our development on all levels. This, this interwoven tapestry of our thoughts and experiences and emotions, it has direct and tangible effects on our health and how we live. You know, research is, is helping us to understand the impact of all these and specifically the positive role of love. You know, our health and well-being are, they're a complex web of influences of which self-love is definitely one key ingredient. In fact, studies over, I think like the last 15 years, they indicate that love's an important psychological factor contributing to health and quality of life. And the protective nature of love has been particularly evident in studies examining stress and disease in which love is shown to safeguard individuals in many different ways. You know, they found that the level of love someone was experiencing was a consistent factor in predicting the outcome of that person after a stroke or could enhance an individual's ability to cope with disease or post-operative healing. You know, even more recently, we've been finding out exactly how love and positive esteem changes our brains. You know, amazingly, the brain looks similar on love as it does to something like painkillers or winning the lottery. You know, and given those options, love seems like a great choice since, you know, it's available all the time. And why not reduce negativity and, and the effects of stress by developing love and compassion as your habit? You know, it takes practice, but everyone has the ability to do this. So I wanna offer you just just enough science, hopefully, to uh, give you some insight. I'm going to try to just keep it simple so, you know, we can just each appreciate and feel empowered around the essential mechanisms of our own brain and our body. You know, our thoughts and emotions, they decide whether and how neurons will fire and how they wire and unwire to produce structural changes in our brain. You know, needless to say, how our neurons fire and wire is the most essential function of whom and how we are. There's no sidestepping or avoiding this. Everything we are, how we function, and what we become is based on our neurons and, and these neural pathways. Emotions are powerful influences. They're activated by our perceptions and our thoughts, but then they direct the processes of the body. Every time you have a thought or feeling, your body releases these tiny chemical proteins called neuropeptides. And neuropeptides are they're used by our neurons to just communicate with one another. There are more than a thousand different neuropeptides and each one triggers its own specific physiological effect. You know, without neuropeptides, your, your body couldn't function. You know, hormones, for example, are neuropeptides as are endorphins and adrenaline. So why do we care about these neural pathways? Many fields of science are, are showing us that the brain is, it's constantly rewiring itself based on daily life. And this is super exciting because the old belief used to be that you couldn't really change your brain because it was, it was basically static past a certain age. But now we know that there is brain plasticity, meaning it, it can change and, and stretch and reshape, you know, the brain maintains or it creates new neural pathways that feed and fuel our opinions, choices, memories, skills, fears, you know, passions, just to name a few. You know, in everything we learn, 
becomes part of these neural pathways that we maintain or change through repetition. So for an example, when you learn to tie your shoes or say ride a bike, drive a car, learn a musical instrument, your brain gradually develops and arranges the neural pathways to make this activity become automatic. And the more you practice and the more quality time you put into it, the more that your brain pathways, they change. So fairly soon, you know how to tie your shoes and you don't even have to think about it anymore. This practice you've done has made tying your shoes become automatic. And this is true for any activity that you do. You know, it's, it's exactly the same way with, with cognitive or emotional learning. As you learn and then practice the same thoughts or feelings, you're creating a new neural pathway. You begin to form that new neural pathway. And the more you practice, the more this neural pathway, it grows and it is maintained. So if you're repeatedly thinking negative thoughts and you know not really practicing self-love, you're actually strengthening the neural pathway in your brain that, that supports continued negative thinking. Alternatively, if we have thoughts that are positive, you know, uplifting or, or based in love, then we can rewire our brains for stronger connections for these patterns. You know, with repetitive practice, you can shift your feelings and begin a process of building unconditioned self-love and feeling more positive about yourself and about your life. As with the negative process, speaking positive thoughts and feelings out loud can reinforce them exponentially. Like studying for any test, there are ways to get your brain on board to rewire and remember. Okay, so now what? I have no question how revolutionary and evolutionary these changes and choices can be. You know, I believe that awareness creates the potential for choice and choice is empowerment. Each of us has the potential to cultivate self-love as our default habit. And this really compels me. You know, truly, love releases us from our attachment to control life, elevate or, or minimize self or others. Unconditional love, it, it changes how we can meet ourselves and the external world. So, you know, why not fall in love with yourself every moment of the day? You know, what gets in the way? We know that one of our greatest obstacles can be our conditioned neural pathways, but we also know we can shift these connections through the potential of neuroplasticity. It just takes some tools and practice and we can choose a different way of experiencing life. Self-love becomes something so generous because it also teaches us how to express love in, in the most balanced and essential of ways. As we give to ourselves, we're able to receive and also give more love to others in so many different ways. It continually becomes an abundant resource and honestly, unconditional love, it is contagious. And remember, our habits and our conditioning around self-love, they've been in the making for a lifetime. The shift into unconditional self-love might take a little time and patience, but be gentle and loving without conditions as you find your personal way through the map of you. So I want to offer you some tools or things that you can try. You know, there's many different things you can use to help shift 
old habits and create new ones. And each of us is unique in which tools will serve us best. So I've got a list and there's a few different suggestions and hopefully they're diverse enough that you can riff on them and, and see how they might be of service to you personally. And just see what appeals to you and sparks your own ideas as you grow this practice, incorporating self-love language and habits into your daily life. Okay, so as you can imagine, one of the first things I suggest is developing your awareness. So having awareness of your own thought and language habits, it really is key to this work. If you accept that you can change your life by changing your thoughts and words, then paying attention to your thoughts and words is critical. It's all about awareness and shifting towards your version of unconditional love. You know, you can start by noticing when you're engaging in a pattern that is less than kind or less than loving, and then simply interrupt it. You can do this by, by just speaking out loud statements to the contrary of whatever the typical habit or thought is. You know, create positive and, and loving self-speak and focus on feeling and speaking and embodying these contrary statements, these these alternative statements, do it for at least three breaths or, or as long as you can sustain it. This simple interruption, it has profound repercussions. It, it sends a message for change and it also doesn't allow for the reinforcement of the negative to play out as usual. Okay, something else you can try is to allow yourself to believe that you can do this. And it's your birthright to love yourself without conditions every moment of the day. Now we interrupt the beautiful naysayers inside, these other voices that perhaps prevent us from being able to just dwell in that resource of love. And we don't, we don't banish these other voices. It's really about meeting them with love and kindness and allowing space for something different. All parts of you are welcome, but we want to make sure that love is driving the car more often than not. And so we practice engaging all of our parts from this space of love that's within us. Unconditioned love, it's, it's a wide open space that can embrace all parts of you. Another thing you can try is just practicing treating yourself the same way you would treat a friend or a loved one. You know, in supportive situations, would you scold or console a friend, react or comfort, forgive or hold a grudge? You know, imagine how you have shown up with unconditional love for a child or a friend or a family member. And then imagine what that might feel like if you did that for yourself. Really use your power of visualization, imagination. Feel it in your body, see it happening, and let yourself receive how that feels. Okay, so another thing you can try is take five minutes to yourself where you can look into your own eyes in the mirror and feel unconditional love and a deep appreciation for the image you see reflected. Practice connecting the image of you with these feelings 
you know, of just deep love and appreciation. And eventually your own image is going to be a trigger for these incredible feelings of positivity. You know, in fact, studies have shown that a long love affair with the image of self, it can calm sites in the brain associated with fear and anxiety. So stay with the positivity of this practice. You know, don't get sucked into any backward thinking about self-love or what it means to gaze in the mirror. Just really own it, claim it as this beautiful gift. Remember, this is your birthright and you're just relearning it. Okay, how about one last one? If you find yourself in, in any situations that seem to diminish unconditional love of yourself or others, like any environment, if you notice you're in a situation or a conversation that feels negative, you can make a choice to step away. You know, just stay positive. We don't need to judge anyone. But you can decide for yourself that it's not nourishing and, and it actually reinforces negative connections in your own brain. So make that choice to not reinforce those. And, and if stepping away isn't possible or it's difficult, perhaps just try to shift the tone of the conversation by, by guiding it with positive outlook or positive comments. And if nothing else, just learn to translate internally with positive self-speak and, and offer yourself contradictions to what's being modeled around you. So guide your inner landscape through imagination, visualization, and intention. You can create a little bit of a buffer. And remember, visualization is super powerful. Like our bodies and our brains believe what we create through our imagination and visualization. So I really think that can create a buffer for things that are being demonstrated externally around us. So give it a try. You know, this practice asks that you, that you be consistent because transforming the neural pathways of the brain, it, it takes time and, and patience and practice. But if you, if you really want to create change, you can do this. Okay. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. This is Jacqueline, the Soundbody Wisdom. Mm -hmm.